This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. You smell that? Is that allergy season? No, right it's there? draft season. Okay. It's draft season. The two are very similar. It's my nose. The is two make my eyes over. red and water yeah. and get my nose stuffy too. But no, it's draft season, boys. It it's really hitting full swing now. April 29th is the first night of the NFL draft. We all pretty much know the quarterbacks that are going one and two. I think there's no real mystery there anymore. Uh, I know Chris Sims has been making the rounds again recently with his Zach Wilson is better than Trevor Lawrence takes. Kellen Mond's in the top five. I don't know about that one, but I did see the, Oh, but he did say it. He did say that recently, but I did see lately he's been saying still he thinks Zach Wilson would be better than Trevor Lawrence takes Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence. I Get out of here, if, Chris Sims. I mean, it's a possibility of course it's that a possibility. Zach Wilson ends up being the better player, but you still draft Trevor Will- Trevor Lawrence first. It's it's definitely a possibility, but yeah, it's malpractice to not draft Trevor Lawrence right. first. And I think that even if Zach Wilson is better than Trevor Lawrence, I think they're both going to be pretty damn good then if that's the case to this point. I don't think the Jags will be that upset by it. So, But Lawrence and, and Wilson, I, I don't think it would be too far-fetched for me to say that it's like 99% sure that they're going 1-2 right now, right? Yeah. Unless some huge blockbuster happens where they don't, yeah. It would be shocking if yeah, we didn't I, see I'd Lawrence be and then we didn't see Wilson go off the board. So the top two quarterbacks, they're pretty much set in stone. Lawrence to the Jags, Wilson to the Jets. I, I saw a rumor, actually, that Trevor Lawrence already has the Jaguars playbook, hmm. which I don't think is legal. I don't, but there's rumors out there that he's been taking that. a peeker at, at it or not. Uh, I don't see why it should be illegal, though. Like, if you have the number one overall pick, why can't you make your pick now? You know what I mean? Like, why can't the drags just come out and be like, we're taking Lawrence, we're giving him our playbook now. But I digress. Lawrence to the Jags, Wilson to the Jets. That means there's three other quarterbacks that have potential first-round pick status. Two of them, I think, for sure. The third being Mac Jones, but... There is some serious shuffle as far as the experts are concerned as to who's going to be taken with the Niners pick at number three. We know it's going to be a quarterback. Uh, What the Falcons will do, will they trade back? Will they keep their pick at number four? Probably not taking a quarterback. Will the Patriots trade up to draft a quarterback? Uh, There's been a lot of moving and shaking parts here. The one uh, thing that I've seen that is across the board, though, is Justin Fields' stock dropping. Uh, I think a lot of people are higher on Trey Lance than him now, and you see Mac Jones start to work his way up in some mock drafts ahead of Justin Fields. So to start there, you got to wonder what happened with Fields. He comes from a school in Ohio State where he had maximum exposure last year in college. He was a star in college last year. You never saw Trey Lance play, really, at North Dakota State. You barely saw Zach Wilson play at BYU. You saw uh, Justin Fields every single weekend front and center on national TV playing for the Ohio State Buckeyes. He went to the college football national championship game, beat Trevor Lawrence head-to-head in the college football semifinals. So the exposure was there throughout the college football season, but as the offseason progressed, it's just been nothing but dropping down the draft board for Justin Fields. And it is a bit peculiar to me, but obviously some of these scouts and these pros are watching more film intently, watching his workouts more intently, and they're seeing things that they don't like. Now, Justin Fields is scheduled to have his second pro day today, and it's been told that he will tailor that workout. The teams that are there are going to be the Panthers, the Patriots, the Falcons, and the Niners. 
but he's going to tailor that workout towards the San Francisco 49ers. I think that's the team that him, Lance, Jones, they're all circling with that number three pick, and they're saying the goal is to get myself on the Niners team at number three. Yeah, and really quick, um, there's actually been odds released on, on FanDuel on um, like who's going to be drafted number three overall. I, think, I don't think you can gamble on this in Pennsylvania, so sorry for any Pennsylvania listeners, sure. but – just to give a you know a little bit of an idea here. Now I, I didn't see this coming, but um, the number three overall pick, like in order, Mac Jones is actually the favorite to be the number three pick at minus two seventy. That's wild because I was just going to bring this up in the studio here. Mel Kiper Jr.'s new mock draft came up. He has Mac Jones at number three. That's probably why it's the odds went up. Yeah, um, does Kiper know? Yeah, it's I know. Pumpkin pie every day for uh, breakfast. I mean, seriously. <laughs> and um, just to go down here, it looks like Justin Fields is in second at plus two hundred, and then Trey Lance is plus four seventy, and then it goes into like uh, Zach Wilson at plus twenty four hundred. But we all know he's going to be the number two pick. And then yeah, it's yeah, Kyle yeah. Pitts, Penny Sewell, Devontae Smith, Kellen Mond, and Kyle Trask <laughs> um, to round out like some of the options to bet on. But I'm just – I wanted to bring that up because I'm just a little bit surprised that Mac Jones has – you know, according to a, a sports book, I mean, what do they really know? But he is the betting favorite to be the number three overall pick. Um, I mean, I'm – Assuming, and we've, we're all kind of assuming that it's going to be either Justin Fields or Trey Lance. I think it's going to um, be Trey Lance. I think it's going to be Trey Lance too. So that plus four seventy. That's nice. Uh, out, right there. Yeah, yeah, outside of Pennsylvania, that's kind of nice if you can do it. But uh, I think that's fair. But I don't know. I think it's going to be one of those two. And, and to your point about Justin Fields, like I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the um, you know, the stigma of, you know, the last, what, in the uh, the Big Ten Championship, he looked really bad against Northwestern. But he made up for that. But he made yeah, up he for looked great right. in the national, especially yeah. after getting his in head taken off. Yeah. Right, I know. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if that weighed on people. You know, Northwestern isn't some sort of power. I mean, they're good, don't get me wrong, but I don't know if that's the idea. I don't know if, you know, some people think he's overhyped or Whatever. I mean, I, I think he's a good he can be a good NFL player. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think that he can be a serviceable starter, but I don't know what the question or what the answer is. But I will say this, like this happens every single year. There is that one guy that always, you know, there's the one guy that always ascends into the number two or whatever it is. And that's Zach Wilson this year. And there's always that guy that falls. And unfortunately, it's Justin Fields. Now, most of the time, the guy that kind of falls um, that originally was going to be some big prospect ends up being pretty darn good. Ends up, you know, you think back to Lamar Jackson, right. like he had to wait all the way until pick 32, and then all of a sudden wins, you know, the MVP in his, what his rookie year, his second year, whatever it was. I mean, normally these types of things pan out. I don't know what it is. I don't think it's anything to indicate what Justin Fields is going to be as a pro because I think he can be a really good pro. I think he can be a, a perfectly serviceable NFL quarterback. It could be that, like, Similar to Alabama, the Alabama and Ohio State schools, you know, you want to take every position player possible, receiver, running back, defensive player, offensive lineman, give me all of them. But the quarterbacks don't really have a tendency to make it in the NFL. I mean, we we tried to go one previous episode down the list of the most successful Alabama quarterbacks. And other than what, Joe Namath, (laughs) we couldn't really think of any others. And... When we tried to think of Ohio State guys, it maybe was really to now, but maybe to a now, but the jury's still out. It's just been one year. When you went down the list of Ohio State guys, it was what we said: Troy Smith won the Heisman, but he never made it in Baltimore. Kirk Herbstreet. Okay, 
Yeah, it's it, it's, it's, it's tough good, track record. It, yeah, there and there isn't, and so it's it's the football it's, factories are good for a lot of positions, not, not so sure quarterbacks. quarterbacks yeah. Them, so I don't know, but the one thing I don't like is when uh, Dan Orlovsky of ESPN, on no basis whatsoever, just came out and said, "Oh, I've heard that his work ethic is bad. I've heard from people close to the school saying to me that." He doesn't really care. He's not a football guy. You know, he, he's good, and that's how he'll make his living, but he doesn't really care for the sport. And everyone came out and said, who are you to say that? You have no ties to the school. You have no connections. You have no real sources. This was just some clickbait type of headline that you came up with just to get more attention laid on to you, and it totally backfired. Dan Orlovsky came out with an apology. It was that bad that he had to actually apologize for what he said, what he made up, with no basis of truth whatsoever. So I don't. it's not that. It's not that his work ethic is bad because it's come out that his work ethic is great. He's completely devoted as a football player. But I, I don't really know why he's fallen so far. The only reason, logically, I can think of is the fact that the track record of Ohio State quarterbacks Hasn't been great in the NFL. Maybe that's why. But then that doesn't make any sense for why Mac Jones is on the upswing because Alabama quarterbacks haven't had had any better of a track record, right? No, exactly. Um, Clemson has lately. Yeah, of course. Deshaun Deshaun Watson. Watson, um, And now Trevor Lawrence heading to the NFL. But, yeah, there's never been a really strong track record at either Ohio State or Alabama at producing quarterbacks, especially in the modern era. That's something that I don't think should weigh into people's minds too, too much, though. I mean, uh, I get that it would probably creep in, but, I mean, you got to judge these guys also on their individual accolades. You can't look at a Justin Fields and be like, well, Dwayne Haskins didn't really pan out, so why would Fields? That's really not fair to Justin Fields. And same with Mac Jones. You can't be like, well, A.J. McCarron was a career backup. Well, okay, just because he wore the same uniform for four years of his life as Mac Jones did doesn't make him the same person as sure. Mac Jones. So I do think you have to weigh in the individual um, achievements. But I, I think there's something to the football factories not producing great quarterbacks because I think those football factories don't really want, like, th- this is going to sound kind of stupid kind of because who wouldn't want a Trevor Lawrence? But as far as, like, a Zach Wilson or a Trey Lance is concerned, you know, those guys are kind of like Brett Favre you know, when it comes to their college style, they're doing everything they can to try to win for their team. And maybe the guys like Saban and maybe the guys at Ohio State, Ryan Day, they just want a more of a conservative guy at their quarterback position. They know that their team is so talented around it that if they just have a guy at the quarterback that can run the offense and make a play when he has to, that, you know, they'll win championships. They'll get to championship games. So they don't really need to go out and looking for those crazy X-Factor type players. So maybe that's why you see some of these Zach Wilsons end up at a BYU who just have that kind of mentality and spends all his college year being the best player on the field for all three or four years that he's playing there. So that develops them into the confidence they need to have an NFL quarterback, to be an NFL quarterback, whereas maybe there's no confidence being developed at an Alabama or Ohio State because – not to say that there's no confidence going out there and you're going to win the game, but just thinking that you don't really have to put this on your shoulders ever. Yeah. Like, it's pretty much always going to be on your defensive shoulders or for Alabama, you have a great running back almost every time that you can rely on to to really get you a lot of yardage and, and make your offense move. And I just think that maybe that's what plays into these football factories. But again, it'd be unfair to just lump them into everybody. You have to evaluate them individually. And right. Apparently they are, and again, like Callan said, apparently Justin Fields is the guy that is falling off the face of the earth right now. But talking about Mac Jones and his rocket ascension up the draft board, 
I don't see why the Niners would take Mac Jones at the number three pick. You already have that guy. Yeah, right? But not just that. Like, if you were going to take Mac Jones, why wouldn't you just hold Pat at number 12 where yeah. you were picking? You'd probably get He's him. not going to go before then. Cause, so say, like, you just held Pat. The Dolphins would still be picking at number three with the Texans pick. The Dolphins aren't going to take a quarterback. I right. mean, maybe you'd have that thought in the back of your head. But now knowing what we do now, knowing what we know now, they're comfortable with Tua. They wouldn't have traded out if they weren't comfortable with Tua. Sure. So they wouldn't have taken a running back with number three. They might have taken like a Kyle Pitts or something like that. Or excuse me, they wouldn't have taken a quarterback with number three. So they would have made it past the Dolphins. The Falcons are up in the air as far as they want. Even if they poach one of them, they're still going to have a Fields or a Lance or a Mac Jones with when you have to pick. The Bengals aren't taking a quarterback. Uh, the the Eagles weren't going to take a quarterback at number six. We know now if things stay the same. The Lions, maybe a question mark, but probably not. The Panthers, probably not. The Broncos, no. The Cowboys, no. The Giants, no. You would have been fine with maybe even having Lance and Mac Jones right. or Justin Fields and Mac Jones if you would have just stayed at number 12. So I think this is terrible drafting by the San Francisco 49ers, and we haven't even started the draft yet. They've given up so much capital in the future to move up to take a guy that I think is potentially going to be there at number 12 anyway. So I think it was incredibly too aggressive for the Niners. I think they probably overvalued the players in this draft. And if it's Mac Jones especially, you had to just hold on to that 12 pick because I just don't see any way, shape, or form he would go this high. Now, granted, or why that, he should go this high. Right. Now, granted, that doesn't necessarily mean that this is what's going to happen or this is their thought process, um, that they're taking Mac Jones 100%. I personally believe that it's going to be Trey Lance to the Niners. But if they do take Mac Jones, I think your point is well taken in the fact that why would you move up so far to get Mac Jones? The The, the reality of the situation is, is that he'll probably be there at 15, or at least you'll get – um, maybe it's not Mac Jones, but you get Fields or Lance or whoever it is. One of those quarterbacks for sure is going to be there at 15. I think that much is is pretty obvious. I think we can all agree on that. But yeah, I mean, if, if they if they you know kind of got rid of or traded or wasted all this draft capital just to get that guy, you kind of already have that guy in, in Jimmy Garoppolo. Why wouldn't you just stay pat? I guess I don't know. I think it's a great point that you bring up. But, again, I don't think that it is going to be Mac Jones. I just wanted to, you know, give that uh, the little odds on that because that is kind of a big deal. And I don't know if many people originally thought that Mac Jones were gonna was going to go to the Niners um, at pick number three. I don't think that was really ever brought up until just now. Until they made that trade, right, yeah. I, like I said, think Trey Lance would be the one to take if you're the Niners at number three overall. And that's, I do one, too. that's one that you can maybe explain a little bit more away as far as um, moving up to take him because it probably would have been more risky to wait for him to fall to number 12. Sure. Mel Kuyper's mock draft on the board right now that I'm looking at. He also has the Dolphins trading back up, which I just don't buy. No. I mean, why would they keep moving up? The Dolphins trading up to get Kyle Pitts at the number four <laughs> overall pick and trading back would be the Falcons to number six and he has the Falcons taking Trey Lance I just don't think the Falcons are going to take a quarterback here no not at this point. I think that their openness to move out of the number four pick signals that they're not looking at a quarterback because why would you risk dropping back to number six I know it's a minimal risk because the Dolphins aren't going to take it and the Bengals probably aren't going to take it either 
But why would you even move back? Why wouldn't you just take Trey Lance at number four if you wanted him there? Why would you maybe you and what would you really gain as far as draft capital? The Dolphins aren't going to give you a first, second or third round pick to move up two spots. I mean, you're looking at a fourth round pick at the best. So that's great. You can swindle another fourth round pick out of the Dolphins. But I just don't see the Dolphins trading up, uh, although I do think Kyle Pitts would be great in that offense. You pair him with with Kosicki. They'd have two good tight ends there. But I just don't see that trade-up happening. Don't see Trey Lance going to the Falcons uh, at number six if they were to trade back. And, you know, once we get past this number three pick, and I guess it depends on who the Falcons end up trading with if they do end up trading with. Right. Like, if it's the Patriots, then I think it'd be a different story here. But once you get the first three off the board, it could be into the middle of the first round that the next two the remaining two go like say Lance is taken by the Niners at could number be. three Jones and Fields could be there until 15 16 17 that range of picks in this draft and you know teams that would be licking their chops at that point I think would have to be the Saints at number 28 just hoping that you know teams that are picking in front of us don't need quarterback help but we actually are in a rare spot picking number 28 where we do need quarterback help so I think that could work out nicely for them uh the Patriots at 15 and the Washington football team at 19, I think, yeah. could make, make out like bandits in this scenario as well. But, yeah, I think it's a real possibility. You know, we thought early on that it's going to be quarterback, 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 and then maybe even another quarterback with Mac Jones rising up the board. But I think as we get closer, it might be a case of, yeah, it's going to be quarterback, 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 but then we might get a little pause on the quarterback yeah. being taken. Not to say that there won't be another one taken in the first round, but it just might start to be a little bit of a storyline around the NFL draft where they're that looking at the green room and they're saying, hey, Mac Jones and Justin Fields are both still on the board here as we work our way towards the middle of the first round. I mean, that happened in the mock draft that we just did a couple of episodes ago where we went and quarterback heavy. And you just would hate to see the Steelers pick with both of those guys on the board. They wouldn't take oh, yeah. them, but you just would hate as a fan to have that pit in your stomach, just please don't take Justin Fields. You know what I mean? Not to say that it would be a terrible, terrible pick in uh, – a year where you needed a quarterback and the Steelers might need a quarterback eventually sooner rather than later. But in a year where you're trying to go one last gasp with Ben, you can't take a quarterback in the first round. Definitely not. So no, you can't. It, it will be nerve wracking though. Oh, it's, it's, it's cause you know, they'll be tempted, <sighs> right? You know, they will. Yeah, they will be. If Fields is there at twenty four, I don't think he'll last to twenty four. I don't think he will because either. I forget I think, where I, I forget where he went. I think he went fifteen to the Patriots to us in ours. Yes, when we did it, the uh, one that we just did. Yeah. I think that if they were to fall, I don't think that Fields gets past the Patriots, and I don't think Mac Jones gets past the Washington Football Team. So I, I don't think that there's really any threat for the. You better be there. You better. If you're the Steelers fan, you better hope those quarterbacks are gone by 24. And again, they wouldn't take them anyway if they're there, but it would just be a you, little... You don't want the temptation to be there at all. No, uh, especially when it comes to a guy like Fields, I think. I think Jones is a little less tempting, but still. But yeah, I think the Patriots and uh, Mel Kuyper said in his mock draft, he sees the Patriots trading up with the Dallas Cowboys for the number 10 pick to snag Justin Fields. So there's definitely some chatter about Fields to the Patriots. But, yeah, I just don't see those two guys making it past them at 15 or the Washington football team at 19 or Dark Horse, the, the Bears at 20 either. I mean, I think let's not, I think let's the not Washington like football the Bears team is. Set. I think the Washington football team is more of a Dark Horse than the Bears because well, Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick's better than Dalton for sure. But, I mean, the, they can't be planning more than one year with Fitzpatrick, right? I would, if I were the Bears, I wouldn't want to be planning more than one I year with I wouldn't want to be Dalton. planning a year. A year, but a, a game, this a is game. Where at right now, but yeah, I just don't think that they'd be planning much longer than a year for Fitzpatrick. 
man, it would suck to be Fitzpatrick, though, if that happens. Because you're finally going to maybe be the starter, and now it's potentially another Tua situation where you have to start to start the year and then transition to a rookie and you become the mentor. So. I mean, Fitzpatrick is, what, a year older than Ben? One year younger? I think he's like younger that. Maybe than the ben. Year, same age? I believe he's younger than Ben. He feels a lot older, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. I think he feels beard, like he's 10 years older than Ben. I think the beard ha- – uh, Contributes to that he's one year younger than Ben. Ben's okay. thirty nine. Fitzmagic's thirty eight, which is wild to think, because Fitz Fitzpatrick feels like he's at least five years older. It's just the fact that he's been on so many teams that kind of I think adds to his his legend. The fact that he's been so many places, it feels like a lot longer. Eight teams. Jeez. He's played for eight teams. Eight teams in the NFL. Holy he's, smokes. Uh, he completes the uh, AFC East sweep if he plays for the New England Patriots. <laughs> he's played for the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills. Wow. Every single team in that division has tried to re- deploy Brian Fitzpatrick to right. defeat Tom Brady and the Patriots. And they they've have, all he's failed. He's failed every single uh, no, step I of the mean, way. When he was on the Dolphins this past year, it wasn't necessarily it wasn't a, a fail. failure, but it wasn't. Uh, and he didn't have Tom Brady. He didn't have either, Tom Brady so there. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. But Fitzmagic has made his way around. But, yeah, yeah, I don't think that the football team has much longer plans past this year as far as Fitzmagic. It's, without question, a bridge kind of thing. They're just hoping to get to their next guy by using uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. But uh, is there any chance that a quarterback like a Fields or a Mac Jones falls out of the first round? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's always a chance for that, right? I mean, that's – we've seen that time and time again, draft after draft. There's guys that fall out of the first round that shouldn't. Um, but this just popped into my head. Like I mentioned this to you guys before we came on here to record this episode. Like I saw, um, I think it was on like a, a site like Fox bet or something like that. There's a, a prop that over five and a half quarterbacks could get taken in the first round. Do you guys even see that as a possibility? Like five and a half in the first round seems like an, a ton. That might be the most in NFL history. So like it would be, so it would be Lawrence Fields or sorry, Lawrence Wilson, Jones, Lance Fields, and then who would be six? It would be like Kyle, Kellen Mond or Kyle or, Trask. Or yeah, or I don't Davis see Mills. it going over. Like, those are the next guys. Mond, Mills, and Trask are the next three ranks. As I don't see it going over. Concerned. No, it'd be. I mean, we're about be, to we're about talking. We're just about to talk about could. Only four guys go in the first round, and one of those five go in the second. So I don't, I don't see how it's possible that six guys go in the first round. I don't see that either. No, I, I don't think either. it's a bad line. I think it should be set at four and a half because I think the right. the floater is Mac Jones. I think it's a lock for four to go, and I think you think the floater is Mac Jones, not I, Trey Lance. That's, you know what? That's me operating in a week ago's mindset. Yeah. Because now Mac Jones is apparently going number third overall to the. Yeah, I, so, I, I so think maybe it's Lance. It's, Lance that floats out because I think Lance is going before Fields. Or I'm just saying. I mean, I don't. If it's Fields or if it's Fields or Lance at number fifteen, the Patriots probably lean Lance, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, Lance probably because it's a more traditional quarterback, and that's what Belichick likes. Because if you're taking Fields, that's Cam Newton, whatever. Oh, Lance can scoot. I know, but Lance I, can scoot. Ooh, ooh. You know who else can really scoot? Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah. Like he might be the fastest quarterback in the draft. Really? Yeah. Faster than Fields, faster than Lance, and faster than Lawrence. Don't forget, Lawrence is fast as hell too. Lawrence is fast, but I think he slowed down a bit his senior year. Maybe that was Maybe. just to preserve his Maybe game and, and preserve his draft. You, you remember stock, the but... college football playoff game? Yeah. His sophomore season when he <laughs> went into the Ohio State secondary and like you thought it was over, and he just pulled away yeah. from their safety. Just it was hit, unbelievable. Hit the next gear, yeah. So there's speed, I think, at all the 
players in this draft at quarterback except for Mac Jones from Alabama. He's the pocket passer. The You need to have a lot of protection to have him do well at the next level. So and, maybe it's it's Lance or Fields that goes to, even though we've been talking about Fields dropping, maybe it's one of those guys who goes to San Francisco at three, and then it's Mac Jones who goes to New England at at 15, 15? I think Mac Jones is the guy that Brady or Belichick would love because it's the that's mold. what I'm saying. It's the mold, yeah. yeah that's what but I'm I saying. don't know if he makes it there now at this point. But okay, they're showing. Right I, now, I would just I would be beside myself if San Francisco makes a straight with Miami to and get takes Mac Jones. Mac Jones. It, and you're not even a Niners fan. You have no affiliation with the team. Not at you all. Would yeah. Still be beside yourself. That's it just doesn't make sense. Are. Well, I'm looking at it right now. They're showing Jimmy Garoppolo on the TV next to Mac Jones. And Kellen, to your point, it's kind of like don't they have Mac Jones already with Jimmy? They do. G? I mean, right down to the number. They both right, right number, down to number they both ten. They yeah. number ten and like. What are you going to get out of Mac Jones that you didn't get out of Jimmy G? Jimmy is G he, took you to the Super right, Bowl. Is he going to take ago. you to a Super Bowl in his first right. three or four years in the league? Probably not. Okay, but do you think uh, we just said earlier how much do these guys know? But both Mel Kiper and Tom McShay have the Niners taking this guy at three. That's weird. That's that's kind of weird. There's smoke, there's fire, right? Right. They obviously are talking to sources. I mean, we I just hope so. I could see Mel Kiper being a total no source guy though, and just going by the seat of his pants. But if anyone can have the credibility to be a no-source guy, it's Mel Kiver, who's been doing this for, what, 30, 40 years? Uh, he's overrated, though. He gets it wrong all the time. But he still has been doing it for 30, 40 years, you so he's got to he's got to understand something. They don't something agree the all the time, either, McShay and Kuyper. So the fact that they do the agree on The fact that they're on, agreeing on, on something one. so dramatic as this, that tells me there's something to it. I'd be interested to see what Mike Mayock says, because, I mean, he's not with the Raiders, but this— he used to be the guy. He used to be, along with Kuiper and McShay, he used to be the draft expert. Yeah, he's so not going to give you his opinion, though. Yeah, of course. But I, w- I, w- I would be interested to know what he thinks because if he also says, yeah, I, like, I'd i bet on Kuiper saying they're going to take Mac Jones is something that McShay would jump on him and be like, that's ridiculous. He's not going to take Mac Jones. The fact that McShay's they on both board, agree. too, that's yeah. something to it there. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean— I don't know. I mean, maybe that's why the odds are going up so high for, for Mac Jones to be three. I mean, I think that has to be why. Um, but, yeah, I just it just doesn't make a lot of sense for the Niners to, you know, when, when they traded up, we all assumed it was going to be Lance. Well, I assumed it was going to be Trey Lance. Um, and, and I don't know. I mean, I still think that that's probably, um, if I had to put a chip down, that's what I would put it on. But at the same time, with both Kuiper and uh, McShay agreeing on it, there's got to be at least something to it. There has to be right. some sort of, you know, fire to it. I mean, I'm sure they have their sources, whatever. But, uh, I mean, if both guys agree, there's got to be something to it. But granted, in a, in a week's time, it's probably going to change. The next time they release mock drafts, it's probably going to change. So do we think five guys will go on day one? Yeah, I do. I would bet five are going. Yeah, I mean, I'd take the over at four and a half for sure. I just think that if there's any scraps that make it towards the end, the Saints snatch it up. Is that a fair assessment from me? Or a team potentially trades back into the first round. That could happen. I mean, I could see the Saints maybe taking somebody, but I I mean, I. It's a crowded room in New Orleans to take somebody, but still, I mean, there's no. The jury is out on both Hill and Winston. Right. I mean, Winston sat for a whole year. I mean, and and, and, uh, Hill's never played a, a. I mean, I mean, I know he started a couple games last right, year at quarterback, but, but because now teams are gonna, if you name him the starter, teams are gonna figure out how to stop Taysom. Absolutely. Like, I mean, now there's no, tape on him. Yeah, and there's just no. He doesn't bring that much dynamic. Or that's a stupid thing to say. He's incredibly dynamic, but as far as the quarterback position is concerned, like 
take away the pass. You know he's going to try to run the ball right. a lot. There's just not much he can do once you decide to stop him from running the football. Like, sure. He's got to become a passer to be. He can't do it. No, I, I mean, I don't know if he has that uh, that in him. I don't know if he has that ability. So I guess I'm talking myself into that, Tom. Like, yeah, maybe if there is a quarterback there, the Saints would think about doing it because there is a lot of question marks surrounding both quarterbacks for sure. Every team needs a quarterback. There's no doubt. And there's no good time. There's no other than the teams taking in the top whatever, 10 or 5 or whatever, there's no right time or wrong time to take a quarterback. You know, if if you're if you're the Saints and you say you have two guys in Taysom Hill and, and Jameis Winston who are quarterbacks, but there's a prospect of getting a guy like Trey Lance or Justin Fields, would you really pass up on that? If you're the Steelers and you have one year left of Ben Roethlisberger, you have, ben, you have Big Ben, but would you, would you really consider passing up on a young guy? There's no right or wrong time unless you're you're those first couple of picks, but... That's why it's tough. That's why I mean I it's that's why I don't know why the number is considered 6 because in terms of the over under of first round quarterbacks because it should be it should be 4. It should be 4, five. but I would still hit the over if if it's 4 and a half because it's going to be, be 5, yeah. Draft is in 2 weeks. The draft talk is going to do nothing but heat up until it's sizzling until April 29th. For that first day of the NFL draft, it'll be here before you know it. That's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. Thanks for listening to us on the radio side on Steelers Nation Radio, or if you're checking us out via the podcast, we appreciate that as well. You can check out all our podcast episodes at Steelers.com, or you go to Apple and Spotify, you type in Steelers Standard, you hit download, and you subscribe. You can find all the episodes there as well. For Jacob Brecht and Kellen Gursky, I am Tom Opperman. We always enjoy talking to you. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on the next episode of Steelers Standard.